0: When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed! Strike three! He's done it! Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter! When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app.
1: Friday, football Friday on the fan, the last one, the Super Bowl is in a couple days, and this is Keith McPherson on the fan, this is my last show of the week, so I guess I'll tell you that I think the Chiefs are going to win, and I'm taking the Chiefs' money line and the cover or whatever, spoiler alert, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes, I've been saying that for two weeks, but let's reset, let's uh, reshuffle the deck and, you know, kind of start a new show here for Folks that are just tuning in, maybe you uh, got off of work at 12, you're in the car, maybe you just turned on the app at 12, maybe you're watching something that just concluded at 12 and you said, all right, let's check in on WFAN and see what they're talking about. The Knicks, of course. The Knicks are back. And better than ever. New York forever. The Knicks obviously made a trade today to bring back Alec Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich, former Brooklyn Net, two guys that know how to put the ball in the hoop, veterans that I think are going to fit in right away. Detroit is all the way in on the Knicks' run this year, all the way in. A couple second-round picks. You didn't even have to give up a first-round pick to bolster your team. Now, speaking of bolstering your team, your team is banged up. Everybody's hurt, man. Isaiah Hartenstein had an Achilles injury. He left the game, obviously. Uh, if you watch the game tonight, they were down to, you know, two guys on the bench, and they're playing guys that don't usually get to play, but they're competing. They're competing, they're competing with the Dallas Mavericks, the Dallas Mavnicks, as I like to call them, and they got a lot of heart. Josh Hart, I Hart. But right now with OG Ananobi and the news about him getting a procedure done on his elbow, that's going to put him out for another three weeks. You start to worry a little bit. Obviously, Brunson went down a few nights ago with the ankle injury. A couple weeks ago now, Julius Randle went down with the separated shoulder. Jericho Sims banged up. and Quentin Grimes banged up too, but you don't got to worry about Quentin Grimes. They sent him in the trade. And literally, don't worry about Quentin Grimes. I saw people today saying, you know, I'm like, Gave up Quentin Grimes? Like what? Quentin Grimes? What are you worried about giving up Quentin? I think because the first reports it was people thought it was a swap, just Quentin Grimes for Alec Burks. Nah, and don't worry about Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes is not going to help you when it when it comes time to make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. The Knicks got a lot better yesterday. The trade deadline has come and passed and you add two guys that you can plug into your system that can shoot the basketball, that can score the basketball, that can defend, and uh, they're veterans. They want to win, and I think they're going to fit right in with this group, and uh, if you're a Knicks fan, it's time to dream. dream. Don't let anybody tell you that your dream is foolish and that your dream doesn't make any sense and that they can't do this or that or whatever. You got some guys out of the way, like, um, Malachi Flynn and Evan Fournier and those guys weren't going to help you do anything anyway. And you still have 2.5 million. If I go check my notes, like there's still an opportunity here for a buyout candidates, still an opportunity to do something else. But I think you pretty much have a deep team of guys. You pretty much have a squad that everybody that is paying attention in the NBA is saying, why can't the Knicks do it this year? Why can't they make a run to the Eastern conference finals? The Celtics are the team standing in your way? Well, run it. I don't think anyone has faith in the Milwaukee Bucks. They traded for Pat Beverly today. The Milwaukee Bucks have lost three in a row. They're not looking so hot with uh, with Doc Rivers. <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers are super hot. Eight wins in a row. They were in Brooklyn tonight. We were talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Miserable. Nets fans are like, man, how how quickly we got here. Life comes at you fast, huh? You go from thinking we're going to the finals. We got the big three a couple years later. Can't keep those guys happy. KD's on his way out after Kyrie is on his way. And those guys are acting like it never happened. They're, they're, they're with their other clubs, and Nets fans are stuck watching them play. Coming back to Barclays, sad. It's just a sad state of affairs. But at least they, they got Dennis Schroeder today. they picked up Dennis Schroeder today. They sent Dinwiddie packing, and uh, they got a couple other players. Thad Young comes back, and uh, it doesn't matter. The the Nets are cooked. I don't know if they're trying to compete for a playing spot, whatever. I, I, I honestly despise watching their games. I'd rather watch the Devils lose. I did that tonight. The Isles won tonight. Big win. Six goals. My Cosmigo's big shot of the night was between two Icelanders. What else we talk about? Woody Johnson, 76-year-old Woody Johnson blaming last season on 24-year-old Zach Wilson, who he drafted, who he kept running out there for three years when the whole league is telling you this kid's not ready, when the whole league is telling you this kid is one of the worst quarterbacks we've ever seen, when your head coach doesn't have any rhyme or reason for why they're putting him out there, but he's got to play the game to try and keep his job and goes out there to endorse him, saying he gives the team the best chance to win. You signed off on that. You went into the season with him as your QB, two, knowing he wasn't good. So you get what you get. You make your bed, you're going to lie in it every single time. man. we talked a little bit about the Hall of Fame as now we're seeing the uh, finalists for the 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame. Dwight Freeney is a name. Devin Hester is a name. Andre Johnson is a name. Julius Peppers, Patrick Willis. And now I've just stumbled across the 2025 eligible guys. I mentioned Eli Manning, Luke Keekly, Adam Vinatieri, Terrell Suggs, Marshawn Lynch, Earl Thomas, Joe Staley, Demarius Thomas, RIP, Akib Tlaib, Vernon Davis, Darren Sproles. So that's an error right there. I watched all those guys. Let's see if I can run through where those guys went to school. We don't have time. Akeem Tlaib came out of Arizona, I believe. Vernon Davis came out of Maryland. Darren Sproles came out of Kansas State. Luke Keekley out of Boston College. Eli Manning, of course. Ole Miss. Terrell Suggs, Arizona State. Marshawn Lynch, Cal, Earl Thomas, Texas. I, I could do this all day. I could do this all day. That used to be a game my, me and my boys used to play. Not even flexing. Shout out to my boy Dan. We used to watch Red Zone years ago, over 10 years ago. And people would come watch and he'd be like, yo, ask Keith, any of these players, you see a player ask Keith, Keith probably knows where they played, played college. Because I used to literally spend all day Saturday watching college football, all day Sunday watching NFL football. When I was young, when I had that time. Now I don't have that time, man. They should have had me on the radio back then. I probably wouldn't have been able to be on the radio though, because I was like immature and drank a lot and got in trouble and was hungover and probably wouldn't have made it here. Probably would have missed the show every week. <laughs> But that was when I was in my prime talking about sports knowledge. Now, I don't even get to sleep. I got to be daddy daycare, flipping diapers, making baby foods. Just trying to get my kid to, like, stop yelling and crying all the time, bro. He can't really say any words. He's just always... But, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Jarvis is in uh, Harlem. Jarvis, you're on the fan.
2: What's up, Keith? How you doing?
1: Good, man. You know.
2: Yeah, I'm just watching the Nuggets and Lakers right now. You know, it's a close game. So That's on ESPN? Right I,
1: should, I should get eyes on No, that. TNT, TNT. Yeah, I don't know if we got TNT in here.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm just watching it right now. So, you know, watching my Nuggets playing. We Lakers, do. So I'm
1: watching that. Fourth quarter, five minutes left. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah, yeah,
2: I'm just watching them right now. Hopefully you get a win tonight. So, you know, so. Nah, nah, you know. not on
1: Kobe night. Let's go Lakers. Come on, Bron Bron. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you was
2: right about you know, I wanna talk about the judge. You was right about Woody Johnson. Man. You know everybody's blaming um the the head coach and the, the, cause he ruined him, because he blamed Woody
0: Johnson. You I mean
2: you it's your fault they didn't go out to free agent, um go go after backup quarterback and of of um Aaron Rodgers four plays later play no, injured. No
1: mention of Rob Sala, right? No no mention of Nathaniel Hackett. They put a microphone in front of 76-year-old Woody Johnson and ask him about the season, and he blames Zach Wilson and says we didn't have a backup quarterback this year. You didn't have a head coach or an offensive coordinator either. Yep, yep, yep,
2: yeah, yeah. now they're going to run it back. And that's why they, you know, Joe Douglas and Zach were tied together and then and then the head coach and the GM. I mean, just unbelievable. I mean, it's like, it's like the Jets can't get out of this mess. You know, they, they, they just... They ain't, get, they ain't gonna get out of time soon. So it's stuck in the mud. The same, you know
1: Thanks for the call, Jarvis. Stuck in the mud, Jarvis and the Jets. Now I'm in- intrigued. It's 99.88 with 420 left in the fourth quarter. In the house that Kobe built, on Kobe statue unveiling night, where everybody got a black Mamba Kobe Bryant jersey in attendance, and come on, Bron, Bron. Let's see if A.D. and them can get the win. Kobe's looking down like Tch. these guys and their in-season tournament banner. These guys in their NBA bubble championship. frauds. Paul is in Memphis, Tennessee.
3: Uh, yeah, it's Paul from Memphis. Hey, hey Keith. Um, so... I love the entire basketball team that you're taking right now. I was just laughing out loud. But I want to talk about my New York Islanders. Mm -hmm. And this is a team that does not get a lot of attention, except that, you know, we're doing some really cool things right now. So I want to get your take on how these, uh, you know, the tri-state world between the Devils, the Rangers, the Islanders, now all of a sudden we've got like Patrick Waugh behind the bench. And all of a sudden, there's this new, like, energy yeah, that's behind this team. Yeah. And my goodness, what happened tonight? What a move. Kevin, oh, my goodness. What a move and to bring in began- a
1: legend to run the show. And obviously, there's uh, dividends immediately. And it's funny because I don't think anybody really talked about it on the fan. If they did, I missed it. And I know I didn't really. You know, it's weird because it's like we're here in the city, and Madison Square Garden is – 25 minute train ride away, not even 25 minutes. I was at the Rock Tuesday night. I watched the first and second period and I drove here in 25 minutes. But I guess UBS to get all the way out to uh Long Island it's it's like almost an hour. It's a
3: nightmare. It's a nightmare.
1: <laughs> so it's like they're kind of siloed and I know they have fans and I know their fans are listening and I've I've talked to a few Islanders fans and when they get an opportunity to get on a fan on the fan they can run it up. I remember one night I had just conflicting fans. One fan believed, the other fan did not. And they said complete opposite things about the team. Oh, Now, that was was almost two months ago, I would say. That was uh, probably like right before Christmas. But now, I ask the Islanders fans, do you believe? Do you think they can make a run? You got the right coach at the helm. They're winning. They're scoring goals. I mean, you know you got some talented players. You got a nice arena. Going to fill that place up?
3: Now, I'm ready to run through a brick wall. I'm ready to run through a brick wall for this guy. And what's going to come out on the other side, I think, I think is a new way of looking at the Islanders where, you know, we, I mean, we came out of the you know 1980s where we had four Stanley Cups and we were going to be just like the New York Yankees. We were just like every year we we're going to the Stanley Cup. But no, all of a sudden we've sucked since 1983. And we've never gotten there. And now, all of a sudden, we watch it like these devils, you know, which are the bane of my existence because they were so good there. But now we got the guy that actually created with Lou sitting on our side. This is a team that if we can catch fire, and I think we can, with this guy, with Patrick Waugh, my goodness, the amount of emotion that's happening out New York Islander fans, I think we can actually gain some headlines and be right there. And mark my words, right there, as we start to move into the spring, that the New York Knicks, which are the story of New York right now in sports, can have this little upstart little New York Islanders team be something that we pay attention to. So thank you. Uh, uh, you know, this is one of these uh, rare moments that I'm in Memphis, Tennessee, but I was growing up on Long Island during the four semi semi-cups, and I'm just out of my mind with just with excitement. Yeah, Thank you, Keith. No
1: problem. This is a fan in New York. Nobody cares about hockey boomers? Sure they do. Come on, man. Come on, man. There's some people that are hockey fans, first and foremost, only. I know those people. Like They listen to the fan, and they're waiting for that opportunity to talk puck. 877-337-6666. It's 20 after 12. Like it's Freshly into Friday morning. We could do that. It might be an orange and blue spring. The New York Knicks get going and make their run through the playoffs. The Islanders with Lou Lamarillo and Patrick Waugh and Bo Horvat and Matthew Barzal and the crew make their run. And don't look now, but they lowered the expectations so much for the team in Queens. If they get off to a hot start this spring, it might be an orange and blue April, May. Maybe even June. Chris is in Maryland. Welcome back to the fan in New York.
4: Hey, thank you very much. Uh, I can do a little mix. Let me start with the Football Hall of Fame, if I may. Um, I'm advocating here for Joe Jacoby and um, Brian Mitchell. If you look up total yards on that. Oh, Devin Astor, definitely a deserving candidate. Not slighting him whatsoever. Uh, Brian Mitchell, if you look up total yards all time. You might find his name there somewhere. Very interesting, I think.
1: Return yards, definitely right.
4: Well, no, it's the uh, total yards, all time, all all-purpose, all-time yards. Gary Rice is number one. I think Barry Sanders is number three. You just look it up. Just check it out. And I'll, well, I, and Joe Jacoby, he four Super Bowls, one, three. Even um, Lawrence Taylor advocates for him, but for whatever reason, he's been passed by. I think he's on some sort of senior list. Um. Uh, you can get back to that. And I think you said the baseball hall of fame was kind of hokey or something. It is. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to get into that. David um, Ortiz, a first ballot
1: hall of famer, but Gary Sheffield can't get in there. Don uh, Mattingly's not in there.
4: Oh, Barry yeah. Bonds
1: never getting in. Roger Clemens, never getting in.
4: Yeah. Okay. got it. I got it. I'm not. Uh, yeah. got it. Um, um. What a, a, oh, and then like right, the Knicks. Um. And the reason it's kind of like you and the Cowboys when I was younger, I loved Oral Monroe, and um, I didn't like I said before once I did. Did my dad like the bullets? And my brother liked the bullets, so I got to find somebody else. And the, the Knicks were my team. Were you the youngest? <laughs> well, no, I was the second one, and then I got a younger brother. And okay, and
1: then what would your younger brother go towards your <laughs> teams or your brother and your your, your older? <laughs> And um, your dad seems he
4: he um we we he kind of he did I don't know somehow he ended up he pretty much stayed local he was kind of normal by then because by the time he really got into it I was switching to the local teams then too so we all switched to the well, kind of I switched to the Orioles then and you know the local teams there um, he he kind of he didn't have much. I guess he can say that, and he liked Washington football and all that, mm-hmm. um, as far as I remember. But we played a bunch of dice games, that stratomatic game I, my, I mentioned to you before, and he somehow ended up with the Red Sox. I liked the Yankees and Reggie. and and um, we. But anyway, but um, yeah, he, he didn't matter. I was only concerned about my bigger brother. That was the one because I, you know, I looked up to him. So, but I didn't sure. want to be, be like him anyway. And then. Um, and then I thought you, I heard you mention something about Phil Jackson and the Knicks.
1: Yeah, I made the joke about, like, you know, the front office of the Knicks now, you trust those guys when Phil Jackson was here. People couldn't wait to get him out of here.
4: Oh, uh, but he's not bad. Okay, I was going to say, what changed with the Knicks? Because they are doing much better. Right? And I know they got Jalen Brunson, but other than that, I can't I mean What's changed? Um, is there, still have the same Worldwide,
1: ones? West and Leon Rose.
4: They were GMs or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good for that. Um, and yeah, the old rose my guy back in the seventies, and that's why I like the Knicks. And of course, I love Patrick Ewing um, being a Georgetown dude. Um, so good. I'll be rooting for Mike because my Washington team's nowhere near being ready for anything. And then, um, and when you mentioned Phil Jackson, I heard some about Reggie going um, out to Oakland and do messing around with something about the baseball team. I feel sorry for Oakland. Heck, we here in Washington. We lost two teams in the 70s uh, or 60s, and then who became the Twins. In the 70s, they became the Texas Rangers.
2: Yep. And,
4: and then we were dark for 35 years, and then when they came back, that's why I'm all into the Nationals. I like the National League ball, but now they switched to DH. So I'm ad- I'm I'm adjusting. I'm a old schooler, but I'm adjusting to the no DH. Yeah,
1: it's better. It's better. It's better.
4: Yeah, it's no big deal because I, but the Orioles served me well in the time. Heck, 1983, I was, it was Camelot when Georgetown won the, was winning in college and, 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 uh, Orioles won the World Series and, and Washington was going to basketball Super Bowls. Um, and I, Think that's all I really had for tonight and I heard you say you didn't have any calls so I will try to support you if I ever hear that and that was pretty much it for tonight so you keep up the good work, enjoy your day off and don't forget your cat when you mention the family. <laughs>
1: good call Chris. Thanks for uh, checking in with me. Yeah Chris is down there in Maryland I think south of the Mason-Dixon line but on his radio signal the fan in New York comes in clear and uh you know, we've spoken a bunch of times about baseball and basketball and football and fandom, Man, I always want to hear about you guys' fandom. Uh, I always wonder how you guys come up with your fandom, especially in the household, right? My dad is a Knicks fan. His name is Earl, and Earl Monroe, that was his guy. He's a diehard Knicks fan. Um, he's also a Dolphins fan. Only team we have in common is the Yankees. Uh, but my parents got divorced when I was like, I don't even know, two— too young to even remember things, like three. So I didn't grow up in the household with my dad. I grew up in the household with my brother, Sean. And my brother, Sean, was a Knicks fan and a Giants fan. And similar to how Chris was talking about, he looked up to his older brother but didn't want to be like him as they tie the game in L.A., 104-104. Similar to me, my brother being 10 years older than me, he was like a father figure as far as, like, he was so much older than me, he could fill in as, like, a, you know, an authority where, like, I, honestly, when I was young, I didn't feel like I was lacking. I didn't feel like I was, you know, missing not having a dad around until, uh, you know, kids make that joke, uh, you know, you don't have a dad, you don't know your dad. I'm like, I know my dad and my parents are just divorced. My dad lives 10 minutes away from us, so which is <laughs> not a happy home. But uh, I'm glad I didn't become a Knicks fan Because of my dad or my brother. And I'm also glad I didn't become a Giants or a Dolphins fan. I did my own thing. You know, you got to kind of find your own way, your own identity. And um, I find, like, yeah, sometimes it's, and like, I say I'm glad. But obviously, like, right now, great time to be a Knicks fan. And even with the Giants, like, 2007, 2011, I was in college both of those years. In 2007, I was in Virginia, and uh, watched with a bunch of New Jersey people that were Giants fans at JMU. And I was sick. Took my Cowboys jersey off. And 2011, same type of thing. Was at Monmouth. Took my Cowboys jersey off. And the Giants won the Super Bowl. Would have been a good time to, to be a Giants fan. But no, nah, I, I accept my plight, my struggle for what it is. And then with the Nets, you know, Chris was just talking about teams leaving. Had a deal with the New Jersey Nets leaving New Jersey for Brooklyn back when I was young and didn't really see myself living in New York or having money or definitely couldn't envision, like, what I can do now. Like, being able to drive to WFAN, get on the train in 25 minutes, walk through the press entrance of the Brooklyn Nets arena and be in there to watch Nets games. I remember being upset. Like, how the hell am I going to go to any Nets games? They're moving a team to Brooklyn. Like, if you got to chill. I was mad at Jay-Z. I was about to boycott the Nets and Jay-Z. I really did. Shout out to my wife. My wife is a real one. She brought me to my first Nets game, and that changed my mind. She brought me to my first Yankee game, and it shattered my mind. Because when I was young, I didn't think I could go to Yankee Stadium. Yankees, watching the Yankees on yes, or even in the postseason, it was like watching a movie. It was like watching a a TV series. It was like New York. Didn't actually think I would ever go. I always remember hearing how expensive tickets were to Yankee Stadium. I'm like, I'll never be able to go. We don't have any money. I don't have any bread for that. Same thing with, you know, the, the Nets and my girl when we were in college, she was always working and, you know, waiting tables and she had a couple dollars and I was always a broke boy, and, you know, she wanted to take me um, to my for my birthday. She took me back-to-back years, won to Yankee Stadium when I think I freshly turned 21, and then the next year to see the Brooklyn Nets. And, man, you don't know, right? My parents couldn't do that. My parents couldn't provide that. I'm trying to hold against them. And like I said, you don't know until you get older. Like when you're young, you just think this is what you do. You watch on TV. But uh, my wife, she's reaping the benefits of it now. But it was her who put me in Yankee Stadium. I always tell the story the first strikeout I heard, the. I can't really whistle. The PC Richardson. When I heard that jingle, my response to that was, I'm in the TV. And she laughed. She's like, You're not in the TV. You're in Yankee Stadium. I'm like, You know what I mean? Like, I, I watch the games on TV and I hear that. Like, it's crazy to hear that loud. Going to Barclays Center, the first game I went to there was. 2013, Game Five of that Bulls series, and I just understood. I sat in the very, very tippy top. Like I remember, I, I think I might have been on the like second row, almost to the back. And there was a bunch of Bulls fans surrounding, surrounding me, and they were talking big. They were talking like so annoying. And when you're with your girl, and they're like, you, what are you gonna do? Um, but I remember looking down and being like, "Yo, this is steep." But like seeing the playoff energy in the arena, even if, even though it was that first like year or second year in Brooklyn, 2013, I'm like, this is way better than Continental Airlines Arena. I get it, I understand. I'll be back. I'll be back. So yeah, you know, a little background of about my fandom. Uh, going to the Garden, you go. You know, I've told the story a hundred times. Brother took me to the Garden first time. He's 22, I'm 12. To see Kobe, it's Kobe night right now. As I'm watching the Lakers. They put up a good fight, but they end up losing 114-106 on Kobe night. My brother's a Knicks fan, and I remember telling him when I was in between, I'm like, I don't really like the Bulls anymore. You know, Jordan's about to retire. Jordan went to the Wizards, something like that. I'm like, I don't know if I could be a Bulls fan. You know, I'll forever like MJ, but I need to find a different team. I think I'm going to be a Nets fan. He's like, yo, come see the Knicks. Don't you like Kobe? Come see Kobe. I'll get his tickets. Go see Kobe and the Knicks. I became a fan of Neither. And Here I am on WFAN, the fan in New York, as a miserable Nets fan. Let's go to Washington Heights and talk to Doug on the fan. What's up, Doug?
0: Hey, what's up, Keith? I usually call and bother you about the Giants, but nothing going on there right now. So I thought I'd talk a little Knicks ball with you.
1: Yeah, why not? Um,
0: Yeah, so specifically, Dante DiVincenzo. Um, I am a Knicks fan, but... I always found, like, the Golden State Warriors, their brand of uh, basketball, pretty fun to watch. So I saw a fair number of those games. And, you know, I saw Dante DiVincenzo play with them. He was a nice player. And, you know, came to the Knicks, great, fine, nice player. And then, you know, let's look at the past month. Okay, Julius goes down. Dante ups his game. You know, now he's, like, being a real team player. You know, he's picking up the slack. And then tonight, it's, like, opened my eyes on another level because... They already don't have Julius and OG on top of that, and now you don't have your general. Jalen Brunson is out too, so the guy that runs the show, distributes the ball, he's not even there. And what does Chenzo do? He turns around and he puts up thirty nine points. So I think we got to do away with the adjectives like he's a nice player. Oh, he's a team player. The dude is just a player. Yeah. I mean, I think he started to prove that. Cause this has been going on now. He's a for, baller. He's
1: what? a legit. He's a legit baller. And I think earlier I said he he would slot into a bench role, but nah, it's gonna be him at the two. It's gonna be Brunson at the one, him at the two, um, OG and Randall when they come back, and then Hartenstein at the five. He, he he's earned it. He's shown. It, so it's like he, him and the him and Brunson how they play together, his shooting ability, his scoring ability. He had a heat check tonight where I was like, oh, I thought he was about to. Hit like three in a row. I forget one point where I was watching a game where I'm like, this dude will just pull it. And it seemed like he had a chip on his shoulder going against Kyrie. I like the guy's game. I think he's the right fit here. He's really coming into his own because of the injuries and the opportunities that he's had to show himself, and I think he's going to be ready when it comes playoff time. Thanks for the call, Doug.
0: Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
1: Sports the Baseball Conversation. Keith McPherson on the fan. This is the uh, part of the night where I bring in the baseball topics. And if you hear something you like or something you want to talk about, you call 877-337-6666. And we go back and forth. Uh, now, this doesn't involve the Mets or the Yankees, but I saw the not 3D renderings, but the computer graphic renderings for a... Proposed new ballpark in the south loop of Chicago for the Chicago White Sox. Now, obviously, we know the White Sox have been terrible. They're selling off. I don't know what their team's going to look like next year. Made me think today, too, what's up with Tim Anderson? Tim Anderson, we talk about a fall from grace. Tim Anderson went from being the uh, bat chucker against the Kansas City Royals, right? Remember, he hit that home run, and, and he didn't flip his bat. He literally chucked his bat. And I think he chucked it in the direction of the Royals bench. I might be wrong with that. Maybe I'm exaggerating. Then he won the American League batting title. But a couple years after that, you know, um, well, not even. Let's let's backtrack before we get to Josh Donaldson. A couple years before that, there's a Sports Illustrated article where the guy refers to himself as the new Jackie Robinson, saying he's bringing fun to the game idiot. I'm like clearly you didn't learn anything about Jackie Robinson. Clearly you didn't read anything, you didn't watch any of the movies, the docs. Like there was bring you are the new Jackie Robinson cuz you're bringing fun to the game. Jackie Robinson had fun playing the game, but it wasn't no fun. They didn't make it fun for him. They made it as hard as possible for him. And because you're bringing uh some type of swag and energy and and chucking your bat and talking trash and Using the N-word on the baseball field. Remember, he got docked for that. He got suspended for that. I think he got fined for that. You're the new Jackie Robinson? Clown. Tim Anderson is a clown. Fast forward two years after that, he comes to Yankee Stadium. I'm at that game. I was actually in Legends. I had a great view of it. I watched the whole thing go down. I remember filming it and posting it and laughing. I'm like, oh, this is all WWE. They're not really about to fight. What went on here with him and Josh Donaldson? Come to find after the game. They're trying to tag uh, Josh Donaldson as a racist. Tony LaRusse is talking about, I know what was said. You don't say that. You don't do that. Say what? Call him what he called himself? Jackie Robinson? And say, what's up, Jackie? (laughs) How's it going, Jackie? It wasn't going good for the guy that called himself Jackie because he couldn't beat the Yankees. They were getting beat. The Yankees were on their way to sweeping them and... Fast forward from there to last year, and um, Tim Anderson, thinking he's tough, runs into Jose Ramirez, and down goes Anderson. A right and a left and a boop, 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 He never recovered. Who's going to sign Tim Anderson? He needs to sign up for boxing lessons. Tim Anderson's out there at 30 years old. A pretty good glove at shortstop. And a pretty decent hitter. You guys also remember the Field of Dreams game, right? Tim Anderson walking it off. That one pissed me off, man. I'm still mad at the Yankees about that. Andrew Heaney. And I almost went to Field of Dreams. Whole pandemic thing happened or whatever. But yeah, Chicago White Sox. You guys ever been to Comiskey? It's not Comiskey anymore. You guys ever been to... U.S. Cellular, it's not U.S. Cellular anymore. It's Guaranteed Low Rate Field. They need to get rid of that place, get a new name, and if you go look up these 3D renderings, these uh, digital models, and if, I don't know, I love Chicago. I need to go back to Chicago as well, but I'm beat. I had a kid. Man, Chicago in the summer, summertime shy is amazing. And if they can uh, figure out how to, and that's another thing, bro, where the, the White Sox... Where the White Sox Stadium is, it's too far. It's too far south of the city. If they can put it in the south loop, that'd be much better. It's too far south. People literally get shot in their parking lot tailgating. So there's my start of the baseball conversation. But you guys want to talk about the Mets. You guys want to talk about the Yankees. Not much to talk about now. We're a couple days away from the Super Bowl. And I think the whole focus is getting down to spring training, seeing what we've got, assessing as guys check in, get their physicals, and start going to work. We're back. We're this close to being back. Maybe the Mets sign J.D. Martinez. Maybe the Yankees trade for a pitcher. Don't get your hopes up too much. But hope springs eternal. As soon as the Super Bowl goes final and everybody tweets, it's baseball season. MLB, you've got the floor. Let's see. Look at this. Nine hours ago, ex-Blue Jays starter available. Yankees could land hurler to improve rotation. I do not want Rinjin Ryu. Or Hunjin Ryu. Did I say his name backwards? I don't want him. Is that who they're talking about in this article? Look like him. Blue Jays hurler? No, I don't want him. That's not the move. Like, (laughs) <laughs> you miss out on Corbin Burns and then you're going to sign Hinjin Ryu? Like, I, I, I guess, but no. New York could still improve the starting rotation. There are some very solid mid tier options available with upside. One player who wouldn't cost a lot but could go a long way to help the New York Yankees is former Los Angeles Dodger and Toronto Blue Jay starter Hinjin Ryu. No thanks. No thanks. He's still a free agent for a reason. His best days are way behind him. That's not that's not going to work for me. He's 36. Won't cost too much. I guess if you want to take a flyer on him for the low. But, like, the Yankees are supposed to be all in this year. The Yankees are supposed to be trying to win the World Series this year. And what do you need to win the World Series? You damn sure need a one and a two going into the playoffs, going into the postseason, going into the crapshoot. You can make it less of a crapshoot if you have a solid one and a two. All right, back to the phones we go. Still coming off that Knicks versus Dallas-Mav-Knicks game. As the Knicks showed heart, again, they competed, even though they were down to two guys on the bench, and guys are hurt, and guys got traded away. They, they, They gave you something worth watching if you went to that game tonight. And when you bought tickets for that game, you didn't know what it would be on trade deadline night. You didn't know who would be there or not be there. You didn't know who would be hurt. So if you went to that game tonight at least you got a little bit of a treat. You saw guys that don't get that many minutes, guys actually play and fight, and they, they kind of kept it close for a while. Let's go to Linden. What's up, Alex? You're on the fan. Hey,
5: what's up? Hey, what's up, brother? I, uh, I was there tonight. I think I tweeted you earlier today to let you know I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that depressed me was the first game I've been to in five years, so you want to see Brunson, right? You want to see OG. You want to see these guys, but... I'm not complaining, Keith, because I sat in seats that are a little out of my tax bracket normally.
1: (laughs) Uh, The tickets were lower priced because uh, Brunson wasn't playing, Randall wasn't playing, OG wasn't playing, or what?
5: No, it's a friend of a friend that's a season ticket holder, so I was five rows behind the basket.
1: Uh, And you said you haven't been there in five years. I went to the Garden last year for Game 5 against the Heat. I'm like, yo, this is way better now. They changed it a lot over the years.
5: Yeah, it's just, I mean, I mean the seats I had tonight on StubHub, we're going for $1,200 a ticket. That's what I meant by that. Like, I got a treat tonight. I didn't pay wow. for those, t- those, those tickets. It's friend nice. of a friend. He's been a season ticket holder for 53 years. And uh, I'm not going to complain because I was 15 feet from Luka Doncic and 15 feet from Mark Cuban. And I, I still got love for Kyrie. He's a Jersey guy. He's a little weird, but he's a Jersey guy. So
1: <laughs> it was still a treat, man.
5: You know? <laughs> he's, a, he's little a little off weird, but.
1: yeah he's a little outside of the box yo you know he he thinks yeah. he's smarter than he is but still got love for Kyrie sure.
5: <laughs> yo if it's alright with you I wanna switch to the uh, La Russa comment with the Field of the Dreams game I still remember where I was sitting I was sitting at my ex's bar and I looked there I go yo I know we just took a lead but it's like home run derby here tonight I don't yeah, know I don't they brought the juice this. balls
1: back for that game
5: oh remember man everything was just out everything yeah and uh, I, my my phone must have been 15 seconds ahead of the TV. I feel like there was a big time lapse uh, for some reason, maybe because of where it was broadcast. And I looked at her, I go, yo, yeah, they just lost. She's like, no way. Next pitch, Tim Anderson got a hold of it. And I just, the reason I want to bring that up, what happened to Tim Anderson? You really think his ego, is like it was an ego thing? He almost, Did he win a batting title? I'm pretty sure he did.
1: Yeah, he did win the AL batting title. Was it? The, was it the 2020 COVID year? I think it was think the year. He, I think he did. I think it was 2019, not 2020. But yeah, 2019,
5: he had like 320, right? Or 325 or
1: something?
5: Yeah. Maybe even 330.
1: Tim Anderson batting but, title. No, he just fell from uh, grace, man. He got a little bit uh, ahead of yeah. his skis.
5: The I, But I respect what you said, though, because...
1: Yep, 2019. Russa, I was right. Twenty The year before yo, 2020, he won the uh, MLB... And AO batting championship, the title.
5: Tony, Tony LaRusa, after that game, is making all these comments. Meanwhile, didn't that guy get a DWI and, and think Bro. he was above the law? He, like he, he said he was above the law pretty much to this guy. Like, don't you know who I am? And then he's over there, you know, holding court over
6: a He gassed dead.
1: it. He gassed the situation. He, oh, my God, He made God, it man. seem like Josh Donaldson called him the N-word. I'm like, oh, my God, Tony LaRussa, you got to retire. It was, you know what, it's
5: just because Josh Donaldson's character, too. He kind of comes off as that guy that,
1: yeah. that pushes buttons. Yeah, there so was I history they, there. Josh Donaldson, yeah. everybody knew Josh Donaldson was, you know, known a-hole around the league when he was with the Twins. They had some history right. with the White Sox. And then, you know, I don't know. That whole thing was so stupid. I remember talking about it here on The Fan. I talked about it on Off Base on MLB Network. I talked about it online. Right. And there were, like, people trying to helicopter in that don't watch baseball and trying to make it a race thing. I'm like, this is so stupid. No, it was
5: it was pretty wild, Keith. But thanks to taking my call, man. And just to end the call, the Knicks game was still a great, you know, just a great time. And the Knicks now have so much depth, uh, Keith, and I'm going to listen to uh, what you think about that. They have depth everywhere. Yeah, man. you got to tell night, your right?
1: friend, like, yo, save me some <laughs> seats for when we get healthy.
5: Hey, we're talking about it tonight. I might have a couple games. I'll let you know. I might have a game for you, all right? Five rows behind a basket, all right?
1: All right, thanks, but I'm good on that. I'm probably not pulling up the Knicks, next, to be honest with you. Like, I'm just not going to hate on them on air, but I'm not going to the Garden to be amongst all of you guys, unless Casamigos gives me their seats again. Shout out to Lee from Casamigo. The Casamigo seats hit different in there. <laughs> Talk about being 12 rows back. Think of the Casabigo seats, you get Delta Club access, Chase Club access. <laughs> that's the only way I'm going. And if I go there, I gotta I gotta sauce. I gotta, I gotta be, you know, half in the bag or whatnot. Gotta be pretty much faded to to sit through that. I, that's, what, that's what I was doing last year. Game five, I'm like, man, how did I get here? How did this happen so fast? I went from going to the Nets playoff games. Now the Nets are trash. They're swept out of the first round. Here we are in the garden, second round. Knicks are beating the heat. Life comes at you fast. So fast that the NFL season is over. One more game left, and I'm, I'm over it. I'm good. I'm ready for baseball to start. I need a fresh season. I need to be 0-0. I need to see who is who and what is what down there in Tampa. I'm counting down the days. I'm counting down the days and going through the motions until I get on that flight. But I hope I win some money this weekend. I got like 500 in Super Bowl boxes, and I'll probably put another like 250 down at least in FanDuel. Donate, you know, just donate one last time. Let's go to Joe and Valley Stream on the fan. What's up, Joe?
6: Yo, what's up, Keith? How you doing, man? Good,
1: good. Thanks for checking in. So I uh, actually
6: love the – baseball reference, because I'm so ready for pitchers and catchers, but the one thing I wanted to ask you, it actually has to do with, not this past Sunday, the Sunday before. You obviously watched the Rangers Chiefs, um, the Ravens Chiefs game, correct? Yes, I did. Okay. Did you, as a football player yourself, you played football your whole life, you played in college, did you think it was a little odd that John Harbaugh, being such a good coach that he is, didn't have Kelsey being bumped at the line of scrimmage, he had nine catches in the first half. And at the end of the first half, they needed about eight, nine yards to get in field goal range, and nobody was on him. He was in the slot. He ran a nine-yard out route. He was wide open. Little It was a little... Uh, uh, what was that about? Because the yeah, record to beat the Chiefs all year was to stop Kelsey and let anyone else beat you.
1: So a few things. They, they had nothing for them. Like, the, the Chiefs... Justin Tucker came out and poked the bear. The Chiefs came, like, Kelsey threw um, Tucker's helmet and his kicking tee, and that told me everything I needed to know, but I already had too many bets in on the Ravens. It didn't matter if they tried to bump him at the line. It didn't matter if they tried to put a safety on him, linebacker on him. The thing about Kelsey, man, he's got some wiggle to him, and he improvises his routes, and Mahomes just finds him. There was one ridiculous catch that he made, And then they just took their hearts, you know, when that back shoulder throw in the end zone to Kelsey for the first score and he's spiking the ball. Uh, I'll say this, too, about the Ravens. They were deer in headlights. They were paralyzed in the moment. The The Chiefs came in there, took their fans out of it. They were blaming the refs too much. They lost their identity on offense. They stopped running the ball. They were expecting Lamar to throw it into the end zone and they were trying to have a duel off. Patrick Mahomes started off that game, I think, eleven for eleven. No
6: completion yeah, until he no, right. threw like, they just And the Ravens didn't try to run the ball as much. Yeah, that game I'm watching that game, I'm like, Oh no, they're choking. It's happening. But Keith, you didn't. You didn't answer my question. As much as I love you, and and you know you avoided that question. Well, why they didn't? Think? Why they
1: didn't try and? Why they didn't try and bully Travis up, Kelsey? Why not
6: bring up Hamilton? Why not roll some coverage? Like because like they Keith, couldn't. If watching the game together, we would have sat there together and been like, no, you you could have made Valdez Scantling try to make a catch over the middle as opposed to Kelsey being wide open. <laughs> It, I don't know. Patrick told,
1: Mahomes is the greatest quarterback in the NFL, and he was dialed in. If they would have tried to bring the safety down to check Kelsey, then they would have been going to Rasheed Rice. They would have been going to one of those I random guys like Noah Gray to, or Justin Thomas. Watson. Like they had nothing for him. I gotta go back. I'm gonna go back during the break and 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 watch how they defended him again. It's been a couple weeks. I'm gonna go well, to YouTube and watch. You're
6: actually you're actually right though, Keith, because there was a couple plays. Where he was caught, like that play in the end zone was a beautiful throw, beautiful catch. But there was even that play. There was
1: a play that Mahomes was like, Mahomes was scrambling. He was he was dead to rights, and he got just enough to like get his arm free and throw the ball back. Like the cardinal sin is you don't throw into, into the defense like that. And he finds Kelsey for a first down, and it's a backbreaker. It's like we had him dead to rights, and they still find a way to get free and complete the pass. They were dialed in. There, there was just nothing that the Ravens well, could do.
6: Every game that the Chiefs lost this year, Kelsey was locked down. And he was at least bumped at the line, whatever. And they let him get nine catches in the first half. I just wanted to see the – you know, I wanted to see a different Super Bowl this year. I was
1: rooting for <laughs> Me too. A, a, I wanted it like to be Ravens-Lions. So bad. Baltimore versus Detroit. That would have been such a, like, gritty blue-collar, different I feel. Know. And we're getting the same matchup from – Four did you years play ago. You played at Colgate? No. I, I, Colgate never even recruited me, actually. My boy John Pozzaricchi played at Colgate, though. Long snapper. Got to go to school just as a long snapper. Played a little tight end. So That's
6: awesome. I long snapped myself. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I got a ton of respect for long snappers. These guys that can throw the ball between their legs, like,
6: Well, they can't hit you when we played, you know? Yeah,
1: but still, it's hard to do. People think that's easy to do. That's one of the hardest things to do on the field, accurately snap the ball 15 yards to a punter. So I played at Monmouth University, but originally I signed my letter of intent, and it's letter of intent season. Uh, Kids are doing this across the country now. I signed my letter of intent to go to James Madison University out of Ocean Township High School. Wow. I, I I transferred to Monmouth University to come back home, but yeah.
6: I'm rooting for them and uh, Jacksonville
1: State, those new schools that came into you know the FBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, JMU. When I was at JMU, they told us the roadmap was that they're like, "Yo, we're rebuilding the stadium. Um, we're gonna, our school's gonna grow. Like, we're going D one. Back then, it was D one A and D one Double A before they switched to FBS right. and FCS. I remember sitting in a in a meeting room and they told us the whole roadmap. And then like a week after, I'm like, I'm out of here. I hate it here.
6: I had a buddy who went to JMU and he, you know, he played a little bit here and there, Jeff Craig. I don't know if you know him, but he Jeff was a good Craig. kid. Craig, Jeffrey Craig. He played D-back. He was, he's a little younger. How old are you?
1: I'm 35. I was there in okay. 0- 07, 08. No,
6: he's, he's way younger. He didn't graduate high school till about 0- uh, 2010, 11. So. Yeah. But he went to JMU before it was before, what it is now.
1: Yep, me too. I was there before yep. it really blew up. They won the national championship in 2004. And i took my visit in 2006 and bro the girls and the kegs and everything that i saw down there I, I didn't even drink in high school they they sold me i didn't take my you get five official visits i'm such a dummy i took one visit down there and i was like sold good don't need to see
6: anything else uh, just at least you didn't go to a suny school i'm glad you went to a school
1: <laughs> no nah. the nah, they didn't recruit me thanks for the call joe